Hi guys, welcome to episode 18 from Tool the Tackle. Uh, we go over last weekend's games. Match in focus was Parramatta beating the Panthers and the Storm beating the Knights. So we just go over those games, talk about how teams need more more than one way to win a game. Uh, we also talk about the matchups and Moses. We go over whether Jake Friend whether we think uh, Jake Friend should be in the origin side. I think that's pretty obvious though. Um, yeah, and a few other things. Uh, to do with footy. Actually, also, we talk about next week's matches in focus, which is Parramatta versus the Roosters and the Raiders versus Manly. Anyway, I hope you guys enjoy the show. Roll the intro. Big baby. Kaz, mate. How are ya? Mate, great, mate. Another week of footy. Another week. Actually, a long week of footy too. Two weeks in a row we've had Monday Night Football. How bloody good is that? I could get used to this. I miss it. Yeah, it's funny, eh? I remember when they when they canned it, I was like, yeah, I was pretty pretty done with it. Four days of football, you know, over the weekend was enough. Yeah. But, uh, you know, there was something nostalgic about it. I mean, it helped, it helped it when it was the Chooks. Yeah. Um, but, no, it was great. Five days of footy. Yeah. And, and it's just because there's a guarantee on the Thursday. Now, it used to be Friday through to the Monday. But that yes. Thursday, that Thursday sort of, you know, just blockades the entire week. But that's all right. That happens. Anyway, uh, it was a great performance by the Roosters. Uh, it was, wasn't it? Yes. Uh, there's a few big games over the weekend. We will touch on the Roosters eventually. Uh, but I think we, we're going to have to kick it off with the, the matches and focus for round five. That was the Parramatta Silvers, the Penrith Panthers, and the Melbourne Storm versus the Newcastle Knights. Yeah, that, that Friday night game was great, wasn't it? Yeah, it yeah, absolutely. What were your thoughts? That was very high-class footy. I thought um, it was. I thought Penrith played really well. You know, obviously they put themselves in the position to be up um, in front for the first hour of the game, and they seemed to frustrate Parramatta. You know, yeah. they defended. They defended really well. They played really direct. They just ran hard and tackled hard, and you know, Cleary just led him around the park. It's yeah. sensational. He looked. He looked great. You know, you can see the difference having him and his kicking game and that level head back in that side. Um, but credit to Parramatta, they managed to weather. You know, they managed to find their feet a bit. You know, they started going sideways a little bit. And, you know, it was like Mitchell Moses of a couple of years ago when, all right, I've just got to throw something. I've got to create some massive play, and they're, they're trying to yeah, just everything was going sideways. You know, and you know when you see a team they they can't get through, so they start trying to go around them, and and then yeah. that's when they start sort of you know making errors. Yeah. Well, the thing with Parramatta that we, we've seen so far this year. Uh, the improvement from last year is when they do sort of uh, not not saying they didn't get off to a good start, but when they don't necessarily win that start, Panthers managed to get themselves out to a little bit of a lead there. And I remember we had this conversation about this far into the season last year about Parramatta, and you were saying something like that: "Well, if they if they're behind after twenty minutes, it's over." And then you started rattling off. The amount of times they were behind at 20 minutes and then the final score, they end up getting like run, just demolished into the ground if they weren't yeah. ahead by at by 20 minutes. But not only are they not letting the game get away, they're actually turning it into their favour. Yeah, big time. Now they, um, that's the difference really, isn't it, between the top sides and the, you know, the, 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 the great sides and the sides that are there or thereabouts, you know, they're, 
is, is being able to stay in the contest when it's not going your way. It's not yeah. even necessarily that Parramatta were playing poorly. Penrith were just defending really well, yeah. and they were, they had an answer for everything that Parramatta was throwing at them. Yeah. Um, but they stayed patient. Yeah. Well, one of the things that I've been saying about Newcastle recently and, and about the Panthers and sort of the way that I've been talking about a lot of teams coming into this season was about the ability to play 80 minutes. And that is actually something that's necessary as well, to be able to play 80 minutes. But... Matty Johns actually said it perfectly on the last night, which actually made me re-evaluate how I want to, want to explain it. But the first person that I actually heard it from was Gus Gould. And he talked about um, Tiger Woods' B game. And, and that's what it is with rugby league. You, you need more than your first game. Now, what he meant by that is there was a question they proposed to all the golfers back in the day, and they said, who's the second best player after Tiger Woods? And it was a unanimous decision. They all said Tiger Woods' is B game. So even when he was playing bad, he still manages a way to find a victory. And that's what the top teams actually have, is they've got, not only do they have multiple gears that they can go to, but they also have multiple manuscripts or multiple blueprints or or strategies or ways of being able to find their ways out of trouble. They can beat you in lots of different ways. Correct. And, And so the Roosters have scored 100 points in the last two games, but they could have easily won those games and they've only conceded one try. Over the two games, yeah, yeah. So they're happy to win either way, even though they are scoring a lot of points. They're not letting in many either. Yeah, correct. Well, that's been that's been the big difference for, as I said last week, with Penrith. Um, well, obviously Parramatta as well, but I think Penrith. I, I expected a little more from Parramatta just with the side that they had. That I thought, okay, they're talking about wanting to be this next level, and they they've been showing, you know, this. More, a much more steely defence um, and resoluteness that they had, and, and Penrith, who haven't been known for it, um, you know, the, you know, it's from the start of Gus Gould's five-year plan two decades ago. Uh, they've had, <coughs> they've had all these young, young players and plenty of exciting weapons, and you know, it was a couple of years ago uh, with Maloney where they kept got, falling behind by eighteen points, and then they were the comeback kings out at the Blue Mountains. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, their, their defence has just been. It's been really great. It's been sensational. And that was, I always thought that was something that Ivan Cleary really stood by as a coach. So I was surprised, it was surprising to not see it last year, I guess. But they had a lot of, a lot of other things going on last year, a lot of off field issues to start the season, which we know from history. If those things happen, it's very difficult for teams to put it, you know, put it to the side. Play good good footy. It's hard to put the train back on the track. But there was something about Paramount that I'll give him is, you know, even while Penrith were up 10 0, and I don't know if you felt this, but I definitely felt it, especially as someone who tipped the Panthers yeah. um, and, and bet on them, uh, yeah. is you just felt like, look, even though Parramatta, were te- they were behind 10-0, I mean, look, it's only 10 points, but in the style of game it was, sometimes you can feel pretty good with being up two tries, but you just felt like if Parramatta's coming, like all they need is a little snip yeah. And you know they can get right back in, and didn't they just blow it open? You know, yeah, yeah. Um, three three tries in six minutes. You know, which is it was very exciting footy. Now, bet, thank thankfully I bet with sports bet, so if you're up by four at half time, they'll pay you out. Oh, um, so the smart thing for me to do would have been to get on Parramatta half time when they were paying three sixty, win both ways. <laughs> lesson lesson learnt. Yeah, actually, there's a little hack there. Maybe the account's not allowed to do it, but I'm sure you should be able to. Anyway, it's another, another story hey, look, for another play, day. Play within the rules. Play within the rules. Yeah. 
rules. Play within the rules. Yeah, exactly. But you know, it was that was it was it was a great game. It was just really high quality footy. There was fantastic defence. There was big hits. Uh, you had you know you had uh, players on both sides who both played for either club. Um, yeah. How good was Nathan Brown? Yeah. Man, he was he was a difference for them. Him and I, look, Gutho is always sensational. I love yeah. Gutho. Nathan Brown's um, one of my Nathan, favorite players. Yeah, man, he can do anything. He can play anywhere. So he he he, um, like, he doesn't he he doesn't get the same raps that uh, Victor Radley and Cam Murray get. But he is so integral to the Parramatta forward pack. He's as it. integral to the forward pack as Cam Murray is to South Sydney. Yeah, absolutely, man. He just he gives him that mongrel. Yeah. He, he, you know, that aggression and that bite, like he, he runs into tackles like he wants to fight everyone. Um, and <laughs> it seems like in the last couple of years, he's at least stemmed that to, I'm all, you don't want to fight me. I'm prepared to fight you, but I'm not going to. Yeah, you know, yeah. whereas probably two years ago, it was like, I will fight you. Yeah. You know, which is, you know, in some ways, like, oh, I want you on my team, but I need you to not like get sent off or blow a penalty. So. Yeah. Man, he was he was massive. Have you now, ever look, played? Is, have you ever played with any players like that? Bit of a hot I, head. I I, have, I may have played with a few like that. Um, you, you de- you're certainly happy they're on your side, yeah. And not, not on the other. So so. But there's always but there's also there's also that feeling when you have that guy on your team and they do give away those penalties that you're like, fuck, mate, like. Yeah. Or even when you, you go you, down a man. When you go down a man. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, and, cause and, you know now I got to tackle more. Yeah, true. Well, speaking of going down a man, the referees have talked about, uh, you know, stamping out a bit of that, which we'll talk a little bit more about uh, the email that's been sent out by Graves Annerley. Uh, but we do have to talk about the, the second match of fo- in focus. <laughs> match of focus uh, was the yes. Storm of the Knights. What are your thoughts on that game? Yeah, Storm, too classy, weren't they? They are, uh, you know, there was all the... All the hype for the Knights after how they've you know they've come out and performed so far this year, and, and especially off the back of blowing the Raiders off the park last week. Yeah. Uh, but you know the Storm just came out and said, "Hey, listen, little brother, you know, <laughs> I'll show you how it's." It was like the it was it was honestly it felt like the big brother little brother where the little brothers you know he started to get good at you know he's getting pretty good at footy. He's got a bit quicker. He's got a bit bigger, and you're like, oh, everyone's talking about him. Going, this guy's pretty talented, you know. Maybe he could be the star here. And the big brothers just come in going, hey, mate, you wait your turn. Yeah, yeah. And that's exactly how when what Matty Johns was talking about when he talked about different games or having more than your A game and your B game to your bow, or a few strings to your bow, you could almost say, where he said that they've got, you know, a second or third manuscript to go to where the Knights are still establishing their first their A game. And look, but I will give you know the, the thing you can see the improvement in the Knights definitely is that they didn't they didn't allow themselves to then just get blown away. Yeah, correct. You know, you know they they came back in, and they they were in they were in with a shot there in that game. Um, you know, a few things didn't quite go their way, but look, I mean, when you're down eighteen nil or eighteen two or whatever it was, uh, yeah. it's it's pretty tough to sort of win games from there. But look, you know, the big difference was in the nine. I think, obviously, you know, I think yeah. we could see Cameron yeah. Smith just picked them apart, you know, and in the same way, reminding everyone how, how good he is. Yeah, why he is the guy? I just, I think just not, when you know, not just on Cameron Smith, just that, that level of experience as well, yeah. you know, across across a team, you know, the experience of that team and obviously the experienced heads. You know, there was that play uh, where, Pong, where Ponga had the ball and had a four on two and, 
he just stepped inside. Like, I don't know, I don't know if he didn't see it or maybe he saw something else and thought he saw a hole, but that's just a play you get it and all you've got to do is just send it through the hands and that. It was, a, it was two blokes unmarked to the side there. So, yeah. yeah, that just comes with experience, I think, just making the right play more often. Yeah, yeah. And I, saw, I think that's what always made Cairns with such a... Um, classy player is the ability to be able to make the right decisions in the bigger moments. He was one of those players that uh, had a table, had a seat in the high rollers room. Yeah. He he very much shone once they got into that last 10, 15 minutes. Yeah, you'd really be scratching the head to find, find uh, at times when Smith either th- doesn't throw the pass when he should or throws the pass when he shouldn't. You know, either way, yeah. he just always seems to make the right decision. Yeah. You know, if he kicks it, he doesn't kick early in the tackle count and not get a good result. Yeah, correct. There's one pass that um, he has butchered though, but it wasn't the wrong pass. He just didn't execute the right pass. Didn't, didn't execute. It was that pass in the grand final against the Cronulla Sharks that Blake actually was the one who mentioned it to me. He goes, oh, he, he, he really stuffed them up there. He did a bad pass. And I was like, oh, I never noticed it. And then it was the, one of the first things that he spoke about with Matty Johns and they talk about any regrets from that game. And he goes, that pass. He goes, I just wish I got that pass right. But that's enough. Yeah. You know, that just shows that he's him as well. But anyway, speaking that, of him... That, that, shows you how, that's, that shows you how infrequent that happens. Yeah, is that he can remember more. You, 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 as a fa- you were, as a fan and a viewer, was so conditioned to seeing him make the right play so often that you didn't even see it. Yeah, it, was, yeah, it wasn't even registered as he made the bad pass there. Yeah, correct. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but speaking of Smithy, um, it's taken him... And the thing is, it's not that long. But it, it's sort of... It's been three weeks, two games, and then the third game he come out and and he's managed to find his his niche through the middle third of the field or in and around the play the ball. Um, but I also feel as though Jake Friend... Oh, big time. ...is really, really actually... We're actually now being able to see how classy and or crafty, not sure the right word to uh, de- describe it, how he is out of dummy half. He's always well, he been always, known as a creative gets... player, but we've yeah. never been able to see that creativity or that exploitation... To this extent. And again, well, again, it wasn't against yeah. the Bulldogs, but he's been doing it every week since we've come back. Well, he always back. gets that, that, you know, he's he's gritty, he's tough. You know, he always gets those yeah. kind of labels on him. And, you know, quite often he's, especially, you know, you look at the last, you know, seven, eight years of, of this Rooster side, you look at the playmakers that have been in the side. And, you know, Pierce, Maloney, Kiri, Kronk, Tedesco at the back, you know, Mitchell on the edge, zero doing all these little classy deft things. So he he always just fills his role, whatever it, whatever's needed. Yeah. Whatever whatever exactly. you need him to do, and he doesn't make he, he doesn't make errors. But yeah, I think he's he's, he's really grown in, in you know sort of taking a bit more charge in that area, and I guess that's the that's what we're we're noticing in this in these three rounds of this new rules and this faster ruck is how big of a game it is for the Nines and how important that position is. Yeah, sorry, mate. I'm just watching this thing on Fox and if you get a chance to watch it, it's the fair. Fossey sits down to Sean Simmons and yeah. it talks about, they just go over this conversion that he missed 
It was against North Sydney at North Sydney Oval, and they score right next to the uh, goalpost with the minute to go yeah. in the game to tie it up. So it makes it eight and all. He's got this conversion, and he misses the kick, and they're sort of just having a few laughs at it. But that's not the thing that I want you to watch out for if you do get a chance to look at it. One of the touches puts his, uh, his flag up. One, one goes up, and one, one goes, goes down, up, one yeah. goes down. He clean misses it, and one touch it goes up. That's a bigger miss than the kick itself. <laughs> so when that happens, the ref goes back. But I've seen that happen before. But they've been a hell of a lot closer than what that one was. Anyway, it's if you like get the, a chance, uh, it's like the the umpire. Remember the umpire in the T Twenty last year, where he's, he, no? he's the ball's hit and plumb in the in front. And he's gone, he started raising the finger and he's got almost all the way up and then pulls the hand into the nose and scratches Gives the nose. Gives it a scratch, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And even the, the players have turned around and goes, no, you put it up. And he's like, no, no, I'm just scratching my nose. Yeah. So, was it plump? Should he have been given it? He <laughs> should have been out. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, well. He got away with one. You win some, you lose some. Oh, well. Oh, well. It happens. Yeah. Anyway, so Jake Friend, uh, he started to show, you know, a little bit more of his, his creativity and the way that he can exploit, you know, Tied forwards and around the middle third, um, and I just and think, I think it. I think it definitely helps as well in the, the style of Roosters, the way they just they play just on that ad line, just consistently. They're so flat, so and he just he leaves it from there. He just straight away bang off that that play the ball and just gets the boys going. And you know, I think he can really oh, just so much experience from it as well, man. This guy's played two hundred fifty first grade games, so. yeah. And, and I just think he's got the runs on the board. I think Jake Friend needs to be the dummy half for Queensland this year. He's oh, got plenty of runs lose. on the board. It's, it's his to lose. The only way he's not there is if he's injured. Yeah, okay. Well, I think we may have touched on this previously, uh, but there, there's there's Harry Grant who's come onto the scene. Now, he might not get the jump because there's Jake uh, Friend, obviously, but there's also Ben Hunt. Um, not saying that he's a front runner, but he's, he's played there before. And uh, that Reed Marty playing very well for the... Uh, Parramatta yeah, I, I, I hear what you're saying, but yep. honestly, like, if they don't pick him yep. at, at nine, look, you know, to, at the end of the day, it is still, we're six months away from it. We are, well, five months away from Origin Footy. So, you know, there is still a lot of things that can happen, but he has done this for consistently for a long period of time. And, like, you look, I think oh, the best example I can think of is, is look at last year. You know, he had a horror run of injuries. He played five games all year, and then he was out for such a big chunk. And then he comes to grand final day, and he was fit. And it's like, friend, he's playing. And you know, some people might have been questioning, oh, is he, you know, is he going to be a bit underdone? You know, is he going to be unfit or maybe just a little bit off the mark? And he was, he was, he was a difference maker. Soon as he come on the field there for the Roosters, you were like, wow, that, and that's what the class players do. So. I mean, I think they'd be they'd be hurting themselves by not putting him in there. And he's been around such good, big winning footy, man. The guy's won three grand finals. He's been to four. He's played with representative football players his whole career. Uh, it just it just makes sense to me that you pick that guy. Um, I know Ben Hunt played there last year, and he and he, Ben Hunt was much better last uh, on the weekend um, at nine. But put Ben Hunt on the bench and put Friend at nine. Like Jake Friend's a better hooker than Ben Hunt. Why does Ben Hunt need to be on the bench? Well, maybe Ben Hunt's not in the side. Look, let's be honest. Let's be honest. Do we think the Dragons are going to play finals footy this year? No. Well, he's like he, I think most of the teams are going to be picked from from finals footy teams, unless you're a player who's played a lot of Origin footy. Yeah, this is the genuine incumbent. Yeah, that's it. You know, that's when you're a genuine incumbent. Like, so I mean, it'd be like it, you know, it's, if JT's Cowboys come thirteen, 
they had injuries here, and JT's playing Origin at the end of the year. Yeah, okay. Well, if, you know, gonna, if you want to talk about that, if we don't think the Dragons are going to play uh, finals footy, does Tyson Rizal play Origin? Question I ask you. Maybe not. Maybe not. There's so much depth in the in the in the back row position, man. In the forwards, and like does, so does Viliami Kikia does he qualify for New South Wales? He's uh, known in Ashes at the end of the year. I, 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 I'm not sure how that would all work. Is it, where's who, who does he play for? Is he because he's played international footy? He's played so for Fiji. Know. That's a tier two nation. Okay, okay. So yeah, maybe, maybe. I don't know. I'd have to. I'd have to brush up on their on on their eligibility and how they talk about the you know, chopping and the changing. But if it's is it because if it's tier two, then they can. Then they, they can. can then, they can then flip. They can flip their eligibility. Absolutely, but. it's the same as Tony Staggs. It's the same as uh, uh, Jason Tamalolo. If he wanted to play for New Zealand, he's ineligible to play for the Kiwis. Yep. Yes. Dylan Napa. Dylan Napa played for the Cook Islands. There you go. Did he play for the Cook Islands? Yeah, he played for the Cook Islands. How long ago? In the... Didn't they have like a like a World Cup? The I'm North? sure. Did he put, I'm the sure he North? played. Maybe he didn't. Maybe he didn't. Maybe I'm confusing him with Kane Evans playing for the Cook Islands. No, no. Kane Evans wouldn't have played for the Cook Islands. Kane Evans definitely played for the Cook Islands. No, I think Kane Evans actually played for Fiji, but you can go and have a look at that one if you like Statman. Mm, I might have to uh, take uh, take that up to the video ref. Yeah, you will have to go to the video ref. We'll, we'll, we'll send it to the bunker. Yeah, they'll come back. They'll come back. He's bull of a Hmm. Yeah, well, look, maybe. Look, I don't know. Look, it is tough. It is It is tough. I think I'll probably... I'll, here's the difference, I think, with Tyson Vizel and Ben Hunt. Yeah. Um... Tyson, New South Wales won the last two series. Yep. That's the difference. Okay, so there, there you go. Well, mate, we've got, we've got depth, we've got Wade Graham, but they're not going to be playing. He ain't going to be playing our finals footy. No. Yeah, look, well, yeah, exactly. And look, yeah. he's a victim of success sometimes as well for the, you know, the yes, Dylan Napa played three games for the Cook Islands in 2013. 13, there you go. Yeah, I thought he played in the 13 World Cup. But what about, uh, were we looking at Kane Evans? Yeah, I could check Kane Evans as well for you. As I think well, you need to check out Kane Evans. Yeah, he, he, he played for Fiji. He's played for Fiji. There you go. There you go. There you go. So I was right the first one and then I confused myself the second time. That's right. That's why sometimes you just need to listen to me. Well, maybe you need to listen to me when I tell you Dylan Upper played for, for the Cook Islands. Then you confuse me with your wrong information. No, no, no. <laughs> hey, I hey, said stop, ta- stop, stop taking leaps out of the orange leprechaun and call yourself a president, all right? No more misinformation. No. Stop spinning shit. No. Stop, stop, stop spinning shit there, big baby. Ah, it's lightning. You, <laughs> you were the one who said that he played for Queen Cook Islands recently. I didn't say he played for them recently. I just said he played for them. Well, I was asking how long ago. Because it wasn't after he's played for Queensland. No, it was before he played for Queensland. There yeah. you go. Yeah. yeah, so obviously, yes. But I know they've changed. I know they've adjusted some of the the way they want to do, the, you know, rule on the, you know, chopping and changing with your international eligibility. The but MILF was sure the example of the... I'm not sure of the details of whether it's T1, T2, etc., etc. So, yeah. Cook Islands, obviously, it's a lower tier than, say, Tonga is now a T1 nation. Of, Are they? they brought, yeah, they brought them up into T1. When was this? Mate, they beat, they beat the Aussies last year, bro. They're T1. Yeah, well, they deserve to be a T1. Mate, mate if you beat, if, I reckon if you beat Australia and New Zealand... 
Definitely, look, definitely. If you beat Australia in a game of rugby league, you are now a tier one nation. Yeah, maybe, but I, I, like that's what you would say they deserve to be. But I'm actually going to need you to go and have a look at the video ref again. We're going to have a captain's challenge here because there's talks that they're looking at Katoni Stags. And you think he's going to relinquish his Tongan eligibility? I don't think so. I think all those Tongans now, that's them for life. What, they're Tongan for life? Yeah, even Moses Suli said he wants to play for New South Wales and Tonga. He's, that's, he said that in the last couple of weeks on, you know, whatever they asked for. I think of Danny Wadler. Exclusive. Well, okay, so... So I don't think they're a tier one nation. I think I even, I even got a sneaking suspicion New Zealand are the number one ranked side in the world. Are you g up, mate? Are you g up? Yeah, whatever. It's just like when in the rugby union when like Ireland are number one and not the All Blacks. It's like, all right, whatever. <laughs> sure, no worries. You're number one. That's great. <laughs> That's fantastic. You could be number one, but have you ever beat us? Well, let's go to the park across the road. Let's go to the park across the road off school. That's what they say. That's what you always say. That's right. You ring the woman. Let's go to the park off of school. You know what I mean? Let's go to Here the park across the road. Yep. Tonga, the pro- it, Tonga is now a tier one rugby league nation. Well, there you go. There you go. You're so if they're playing, so that that means if they declare for Tonga, they play for Tonga. That's it. You will, they shouldn't be allowed they to play. Can, I think they can swap once, but once you swap, that's it. Can you swap it from a tier one to another tier one? Though I don't think you can. Maybe you can. Maybe you've got the you've got the rules there. I'm surprised that Tonga are a tier one nation. I would actually like a screenshot as evidence. Mm. Oh no! Like they're a tier one nation, hundred percent. I have it right here. Yeah, I have right. numerous sources. I have numerous sources. I'll yes. send it through to you. Send them for a screenshot. Good one there. All right, anyway, there's another thing that I want to chat about. It's fucking grinding my gears. Shoot. It's fucking grinding my gears. Matty Jones. It's fucking grinding my gears. Now, granted, he, he did actually reframe how I wanted to talk about it when I was saying teams need 80 minutes. They, don't, they do need 80 minutes, but they need those different types of games, ways of being teams, you know, because the game might not pan out how you want, or you might not be executing how you need to be executed. So you've got to come to a new, new game plan. But the thing that's pissing me off about him, it's fucking pissing me off. He's carrying on about this structure, no structure, ad lib, not ad lib, eyes up, not eyes up. Shut the fuck up with your shit chat. Simple as that. I'm sick to fucking death of him talking about how this new game, the evolution of the new game, there's, you know, there's no more structure in the game, you know, the structured players are gone, they're dead and buried in the game. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Tell me there's no fucking structure in the game, yet you hear fucking Trent Robinson talking about making sure that we're building this, we're building that. There is so much structure in the game. I'm going to tell you right now. The reason why the Roosters beat the Bulldogs the other night and the Broncos the the week before that was because of the structure they have within their team. I'm sick of it. I don't don't doubt that Matty Johns understands that as well. I think what he's doing is he's, he's speaking to the... He's speaking a much simplified... You know, simplified words to, uh, to to the majority of fans who maybe uh, you know just keep it the, when because when first person when someone thinks structure, um, if they're not the ins and outs of rugby league, what are they thinking? 
they're thinking that they're rigid and they all have to do... They're thinking rigid, they're thinking, oh, the block play here and we go two to the post there and then three that way and, and then we're going to run this ball when we're in this position, you know, I, I, which I'm sure it still happens to some extent. But I think he, he's simplifying a rigid structure as opposed to more flexibility in your attack. Yeah. Well, fair enough. The, the reason why it just grows... Oh, I, know, I, know, I know where you come from, though. Because, it's, because he was it's, saying... You're, you're, simpli- you're simplifying something to a description which is not actually true to what is happening. Yeah, not even close to true, Tony. Even... The, the, I was listening... I, I did message you because I was just enjoying the game, but when... Well, I was getting more insight out of McInnes' commentary in the first half. Yeah. And how he was able to sort of just give us a little insight as to what the Roosters were actually doing. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Now, that in itself, the fact that he can pinpoint and goes, they're doing this, they're going to go bang, bang, bang. And he fucking was calling it out, not because he's a fucking genius, it's because they've been doing it the whole fucking game. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And he is very yeah. clever. Of course he is. Mm. He's playing at the highest nine. level of the game. He's won. He's a knight. So he's in and around that the brain's trust of that anyway. He's part of the, the mechanics of it. And he was actually talking about how it was coming out of the position that he played, where Jake Friend was the one pick like, you know, the orchestrator of it. Now they all had to they all have to um you know, do their bits, Lindsay Collins and Siwa Takiaho and Victor Radley. But just to hear him say, say it, within the fucking, with, on the same coverage, Fox Sports, you're having one guy telling you what the Roosters are doing and you have another guy saying, they don't even know what they're doing. No, they do know what they're doing and you know that you know that what they're doing. But yeah. just, I'm just sick of you just saying that rugby league is, you know, the structured or you're, you're, you're ad-lib. It's not. It's the combination of the whole fucking scheme of things. It's like I think I think it's just the terminology that's getting to me. And, yeah, for sure. And because I watch all the shows, I watch them all. I watch sometimes I watch them twice. And so it's just it's starting to grind on me how um, well one of them, yeah, just how consistent and how fucking boring it's becoming. Even you said the other day you're watching three sixty and they fucking talked about the tigers. I think and the Bulldogs, they're talking about the they, Bulldogs they, and the Dragons. They spent 30, they, first, they spent 35 minutes talking about the Dragons. And look, this is just news and media in these days where everything, if it's bad news, then that's what we're going to focus on. It's a crisis. If things are a crisis, and that's, look, that's Fox Sports and the Daily Telegraph, that's their bread and butter. Yeah. Um, but it's, that's not what I want to talk about. And there's no, no disrespect to those teams, but I, I want to hear, like, the, the one thing that I enjoyed about having Monday Night Footy last night was, we spent after the game talking about the game, the rooster, the game, and talking about the roosters who are one of the top teams and all the good things that they're doing and how they're playing footy. Mm. You know, I want to, I want to hear about that. I want to hear about, you know, how the Melbourne Storm continue to do it again and again. Yeah. What's what's Parramatta brought to their game to you know take it up another level? Penrith Panthers, you know, no, no one said a fucking word about how how much better Latrell Mitchell's looked after a couple of weeks. Like one two weeks, like mate, he's not a fullback. Yeah. Not a now that he's coming he's into his games. fullback, now that he's coming he, in, he's always he's always played fullback, and he's been playing in the centres for the last couple of years because Tedesco's there. Secondly, they go, he's not fit enough. This is what I hated. They're like, look, he's just not fit enough to play fullback. They should just put him back in the centres. How yeah. the fuck do you think he's going to get fit enough to play fullback? Well, that was not me. I was fullback. one of those guys, but I was willing to see him be a hybrid as well, personally. Of but, course. Oh, look, of course. But look, who else is going to play there? 
but you know, then they're drilling in by God. Oh, he just he did, he looked poor there, and he didn't do that there, and he and it's like he's in a new team, he's in a yeah. brand new team. Before he he was playing on an edge where he had Kiri and Cordner there, and then he's there, and then he's got Daniel Tupo on his outside. It's like that's a fantastic edge. That's like one of the best edges in rugby league. You know, so now you're going to go be play at the back in a new team that's lost other players. It's going to take more than a couple of weeks to find your feet. I mean, to be fair, round five. I mean, I know it was just the Titans, but man, he was great. Yeah, he was. He was fantastic, and mate, no, not a fucking word. Oh, Pete. Thing about South that worries me about um, him is he's still got so much to improve on. So he's 22 years old, man. He's fucking 22. See him in five yeah. years. Well, I was actually Let's... even just thinking about this year. Oh, like, yeah, for sure. You know, even oh, if absolutely, like, this year. Oh, without a doubt, mate, by the end look, of the year. If you look at like right. how the Roosters and Trent Robinson talks about building his season, it's like he's sort of just gotten himself into that going, oh, well, I know I've just got to build. And he's yeah. building. He's literally building his season. And he's just, you know, craftily putting you know another layer on every week. And like you said, yeah, now because there's fucking playing good no one wants to fucking talk about him they want to talk about Mary who the no the, the fucking board members only called a fucking crisis meeting just shut you cuts up and it shut you up they said yeah we're going to give it four weeks now what are you guys going to talk about they don't talk about well, us anymore well I'll tell you what all the talks going to be continued every you know every every week it's going to continue to mount on Brisbane because you know oh, there's all this hype and, and all the hype came from them all the hype came from the media. Oh, the Broncos, premiership threat this year. I don't know who actually thought the Broncos were a premiership threat this year. Yeah, I think Joe Jones may have. Matty Jones definitely did. Who did? Joe Jones may have, and Matty Jones definitely did. Mate, Joey, look, oh, mate, Joey's the GOAT. We love Joey. He is the GOAT. But look, Joey might have had about eight beers when he said that. Honestly. No, no, drink no like, sometimes, Honestly, sometimes I think they just say things just to be different. I also you think know? they say things and they just buy little sound bites. It's like a hot take. It's a, it's part of their job, I suppose. They ask them a question. Well, it's part of a dying platform where you go, all right, here's our TV show. All right, we've got seven minutes here and we're gonna, we've got four minutes on this topic and then we're going to cut to this bit. Then we've got an ad break. Then we're going to bring in these two guys. We're going to ask four really small talk, simple boring questions and then thanks for coming and then we're going to move on to this crisis so that's why you know I just feel it just gets a bit stale so it's like alright I'm going to say uh, oh, let, let's say oh, Roosters Melbourne Stock that's boring you know so it's oh there's Raiders yep they lost last year let's jump. and look absolutely Raiders are an absolute premiership threat this year I'm not discounting that but then it's like alright well let's throw out some more teams what, what team's more flavoursome you yeah. know well you know you know so, what I would want to watch I would watch a half an hour show, I'd watch it every night if it was on every night, but I can understand they might not be able to get a show out every every week, but if they did a half an hour show, Mick Ennis and him just breaking up, breaking down teams, that'd be the best show all week. Yep. Be the highest yep, rating. You can put, you can put Mick Ennis, put Mick Ennis with Cooper Cronk. Or Brayton Astor. Or Brayton Astor. Or put all three of them there, man, because they're like, one of the, you know, Bray's really great at just bringing up those conversations as well he's a great I think he's yeah. a great lead with it all yeah. and Mick will just sort of dissect it and then Cooper as well man he's a football brain so yeah. you always want to hear from him 
Um, but oh, look, sort of getting back to sort of you know those these teams where, uh, as I was saying about these teams being touted and what's going to be talked about next, I think the eight has almost sorted itself out. I can pretty confident. I don't need to wait till round eight or round. The Cavs go. The Cavs go. Yeah, don't, I don't think I need to wait to that. I think I think I could swap one team out of that current eight. For who? And I'll swap the Cowboys for the Bunnies. So, that's it. That's, a, that's so, the eight. That's exactly that's what eight. I would have done as well. There, and, and there is a gap from those eight to the to the next group. Well, who um, do you think the Cowboys are in at the nine, or you reckon they even they're going to fall as well? I think the Cowboys, the Tigers, like. You know, Sharks, when, when Broncos, the, the, the Cowboys, the Tigers, the Broncos, Dragons. Like, well, look, look. The thing is, the Dragons and the Sharks both have great rosters and teams. The Sharks, when Matt Moylan doesn't play, they look a different team, honestly. And he plays. He's, he's just had so many problems with injuries, um, but they have lots of strong players on their, their roster, as do the Dragons. But it just, it's hard, mate. This we're a quarter way through the season. They got one win, so they need to go on some runs. But I would think, look, the Bunnies go into that eight for the Cowboys, and it's going to be hard to break past those teams. But I think you have the Tigers, the Cowboys, maybe even the Central Coast Warriors, um, and the Brisbane Brisbane Broncos sort of hanging and floating around, putting pressure to maybe try and squeeze into that eight. And then as... I think all we'll find out, by the time we get to round 10 and round 12, we'll have a better idea of who's more towards the bottom end of that eight and and then we'll see... You know who was going to be solidifying themselves at the top of that eight. Yeah. All right. Well, um, one thing I want to talk about, another thing I want to talk about, sorry, uh, is the the email that was sent out by Graham Zanelli to the clubs about not liking the trend that the, the game was going over the last two weeks, and they're looking to crack down. Uh, they need to get rid of this fucking uh, tough talk, and they need to fucking implement action. And I've been charging this action for fucking years now. I'm going to say, I'm going to say, since 2013, it's 20 fucking 20, and they're starting to pretend to listen to me. But I need them to fucking listen to me. That's what they need. They need to listen. None of this meet me halfway bullshit. Think I'm fucking Fergalicious? Shut up and listen. I love the task talker, though, like, you know, there are these teams just not playing in the spirit of the game and, and blatantly, you know, pushing the boundaries of these rules. It's like, well, that's what teams are going to do. Yeah, that's the, that's that's the you, point. That's what you're made. From, from, you know, under under 13s, your coach is telling you, you hold them down until the ref starts blowing penalties and then you know how long you can hold it down for. Absolutely. And you've got you know, to, because because the, the truth is, no matter how consistent um, the referees will try and be across the board, they're human. Exactly. They are human. They're going to try and be as consistent as as they possibly can be. Yeah. Um, but there's a fucking million things I've got to um, pay attention to, and all the each referee is going to be a little different. Yeah. Um, not just you know game to game and within games. So yeah, look, play, teams are going to push it. They're going to continue to push it. Of course they are. But look, the refs are figuring it out. The, the teams are figuring it out to, to work out what they can do. And of course they're going to try and slow the play the ball down. They're fucking tired. Like yeah. <laughs> the game is quick. Well, we, we, they've got they've got um, they've got the support from above. That's just, yep. they're in a world now where they've got the support from above, right? So for so long, the coaches have come out and fucking whinge. The Roosters have, you know, most times, from memory, whenever they had a little graph, it's ended up always felt like it's always turned up in their favour. They've had two whinges. Now, whinges might be a bit of a stretch, let's be fair, but the media's made out that the Roosters are complaining twice about two things, and both teams, times, 
been turned down. The rest complaint yeah. turned down. Players complain, shut up, you'll get on the plane when I tell you to get on the plane. Uh, borders yeah. are shut, then the borders are open. Right? There's strong yeah. there's strong support from the top. Now, I just remember this game. I've said this before. They've brought it up on Fox. When Bill Harrick and Tim been three players from Parramatta, or was it two players yeah. from Parramatta and one player from the Knights in the same, within the space of 10 minutes? Because... Uh. He may, there might not be. There, there's not a rule in there saying people have to play by the spirit of the game. Just it's a rule that we've always said. It's similar. To, I think it's, it could be about that light thing in the car. Apparently, that's a, you're allowed to drive around with the light in the car. Apparently, yeah, close yeah. But close it, yeah. we've always been told. Well, I've always been told. A lot of people have always been told that light can't be on. So parents, sort of tell just, their, parents tell their kids so they don't turn the fucking light on. So there you they can go. See right. when they're driving. It's anyway. They continue on. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So it's just part of the nature of the game. But there was all... You know, remember that? Remember that? This is where I'm going to go. Remember that rule? And it's still in place. If you take a penalty shot and the referee deems that he didn't have a genuine attempt at it, he can blow a penalty. Yeah, okay. I didn't know that. Well, the, 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 the rule is he has to have a genuine attempt at trying to kick the goal. Otherwise, if the ref doesn't believe it was a genuine attempt, he can so, blow a penalty. So it's so up to the ref. Like, do a little kick to their own players. To the winger over the side or so, whatever, whatever, whatever. Because um, I, I, I even remember it being rehashed back up where uh, Canberra had a penalty and Ricky Stewart, or could have been the Sharks, it was a while ago, and Ricky Stewart take the penalty and just kick it dead. Like, I think he might have like gestured that or something. And I was saying, no, yeah. you can't do that. Well, if you genuinely make it look like you're trying, but you miss and goes dead, well, it goes dead. That's different. Yeah, exactly. But if you, if the, and, and the thing that I'm getting at, Cass, is if the player doesn't genuinely attempt to kick the goal, the, the referee's allowed to blow a penalty there. Now, that rule, yeah. or that interpretation, or that license you get from just that rule, you can stretch it over the rest of the game. Now, if the ref feels that you're taking the piss, just for the sake of him thinking that you're taking a piss, and then he yeah. tells you, you keep taking the piss, I can see it, you're gone. And that's what well, he... Just send him. I don't even know what he's in there. So far, in, in, in quite a few of these games, is I feel like in the first twenty minutes, I feel like you see a lot of this the set restart calls, and yep. then as the game goes on, there seems to be less of them, but the play to balls are slower. Now I don't yep. know if that's you know the refs also just feeling the game is like okay, okay, first twenty minutes, you guys are all they're fit, they're, they're uh, they've got all their energy in them as well. It's you know I'm setting the tone, you need to move faster, and then as the as the game goes on. Probably maybe the referees as well as the players are for a bit more fatigued, so maybe they get a little bit more string. I don't know if that's how it should be done. I don't know. I'm not a referee. Yeah. I've never controlled a game. I'd have to. I'd have to throw it to you, mate. Back from your experience as a as a rugby referee. Yeah. Under eights, um, under but, nines, as, as far as I went. But no, I do know what you mean. In obviously, but I remember playing and having a feel like the the refs and everyone involved, and so um, it's not necessarily. Those the 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 idea for me wasn't necessarily about um, getting out. Teams never wanted to give away a penalty when the team, opposition was rucking it out. So if yeah. ever they did do that and lie on the play of the ball for a breath, I, you're probably not going to get picked in the team the next week if you can't handle that that yeah. pace. So yep. it's they're not giving away a penalty inside the twenty. That's a leg up. The ref, the coach is going to be going off at you for giving those Cheers. penalties away. 
it's, for sure. It's the deliberate penalties when they're trying to go to the line, where the defensive line needs to be still, where it needs to be kosher, where it needs the whole system working, because now we can't make a mistake. We don't have yeah. anything to mm. to fall back on. That's where the penalties are. It was never the, it was never the slowing down of them rocking it out. If teams were always trying to dominate there, trying to get numbers in, that's why they, they, they compress the defense. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. They've always been able to get numbers in. They've always been able to try their best. And that was never the problem. Now, they, they, I do see them. The, the restart's on the first tackle. No, that shouldn't be a restart. If it's on the first tackle, that's a penalty. I don't want to exactly fucking right. another one exactly tackle. Exactly right. If it's on the first tackle, it should just be a penalty. Yeah. I agree. That's I a agree. one tackle. 100% should just be on, on the... Um, it should just be a penalty. But honestly, man, like... The first, I watch, no, I wanna, I'll be curious to see it this week. The first 20 minutes, watch how many set restarts there are in the game and then watch what happens as, as the game goes on. And I swear there's less of them and some of the play the balls get real messy where there's guys getting tangled in or there's like, it's not quite a flop, but it's it's as close to a flop as it can be. Like there's two guys that have got the tackle and the guy's about to get sort of tied up and then another guy just comes in and it's like, okay, well, you weren't, Flopping, you were helping to complete the tackle, but now you have really just you've just really slowed it down and peeled away. And maybe it's quite clever as well from the teams and, and how disciplined you know and, and drilled they are in in slowing that ruck down. Yeah. Um, but that's I just seems to me a really easy one to go. Yep, six again, set restart. And I bet you that third man in goes well. Fuck, I'm getting back to ten because yeah. I'm going to make the next tackle. Or you, you know? know what they could have done. And they didn't need to get... I've been saying this as well. They don't need to take the tap on the fucking mark. And if the guy who's... The, the guy getting tackled, he's the only person in front of the guy making the tap, that's tap. That's play on. Because, now, this is what's going to happen. I'm in the play the ball, and they're lying on me. They're lying on me, lying on me. There's still the hole behind the ruck. That's not covered yet. Yeah. So there's still space there, right? So the defence, they're all lying on me, lying on me, not letting me get up. Bang, ref blows a penalty, but now I'm allowed to take a quick tap. So I've blown the penalty. Now I'm going to throw the ball up to my dummy half who's got the speed, right? Now if they get in the way of me trying to pass it, that's a penalty. Do you know what I mean? They can't just rip the ball out of my hand now after a penalty. They've got to get back on side. So they've ripped the ball out of me. That's 10 in the bin already. Instantly, if they're trying to rip the ball out as I'm trying to pass it to my dummy half. Now, yeah, if they don't absolutely. rip it out, I'll give it to my dummy half. Boom, he's gone, and they're already scrambling. Yeah. They don't need, like, yep. the six again is a good concept, but they've fucking made a diff, like, diff, like, they've made these other rules when they could have just kept the fucking rules. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Just interpret yep. the rules properly. Interpret what the objective of what that penalty is about mm-hmm. and let it roll. Go, all right, we'll yeah. take the tap. Not not the make part. a rule, but this one, get it. Not make a rule about your quick taps, that you can only take quick taps outside the 10 metres of each team. So that's just a stupid thing. It's just so they don't get embarrassed that a guy picks up a ball and runs 100 metres. That's why. That's literally yeah. why they don't do that. Also, he can't only has to run a metre. But if you give away a penalty, the whole point of a penalty is that it's got to be worse off than what you're facing. Yeah, exactly right. And if it's if it's better off, then you need a bigger punishment. So that's head of the bin. Or, you know, I'm going to give you one more chance. Like, you didn't need to change the fucking rules. Now, I don't mind the rule change, so we have to adapt to this thing. But it's just another indication of, okay, how can we interpret what's going on? Yeah, 
but you know what though like we 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 bring in a new rule or a new interpretation of a rule and and then we let it run run its course and then four or five weeks in and then we start people start complaining about yeah, the inconsistencies of how the referee true. officiates on it and then we change another fucking rule it's like Mate, they're humans too. They're, they're just like the players, like if you look at the, a new rule that gets brought in at the start of the year, or uh, it's by the end of the year that the best teams figure out how to best use and exploit it. You know, because it takes it takes time. So it's going to take it's going to take time for the referee to be as consistent with officiating on that rule. Yeah, true. So we just seem to want to change a rule or change an interpretation every single year. Or in between every year, because they're like, oh, no, nah, that's broken. We need to try yeah. and fix that. And, and then the reason why, well, sorry, that's what I was trying to get at to before as well, is that let a ref go crazy, lose his mind and fucking sim bin four people for stupid, like, for things he probably wouldn't have sim bin him in the past. Just to nip it in the bud. And then Jeff Tuvig says there needs to be an investigation. Or Ricky Stewart says says something that bags the ref and he gets fined 20 grand. And, you know, there's controversy in the media, the ref's blowing up at the, uh, the, the coach is blowing up at the ref. And then... The boss just goes, shut up and deal with it. Yeah. Because yeah. that's the way that I think they're going now. It's like, no, no, they have the support of the top. If you've got a problem with it, go back and have a little cry and figure something else out. But we're not, we're, we're going to stick to our guns here. And that's why, yeah. if, that's the sense that I got from the email that he's going, we're coming out, we're going to tell you this. But I wouldn't have even fucking told him. I just would have fucking done it. Well, go, you know the rules. You know you're going to get simple. Here's your one. Well, here's your one warning. Let's see if they're going to be the boy that cried wolf. Yeah, they're exactly, they're exactly, they're exactly. Anyway, um, we got some matches to, uh, for focus this week. Obviously, a couple of big games. Big games. Uh, we got the Roosters versus the Eels. Match of the round. Match of the round. Match of the season so far. Obviously. Um, who do you, obviously you probably think we both feel that the Roosters are going to get the job done there uh, what, what well, do you think Parramatta would need biased. to do of course we're going to, yeah of course we're going to back our boys but it's it's going to be a real tough contest for both sides you know it, the first real test for the Roosters in this new season yeah um, you know uh, Parramatta have been really quality yeah and obviously you know this, the toughest test so far for Parramatta um, each each test I guess they've they've, they've passed you know, They've passed, they've passed all the tests they've had so far, but look, they played the Bulldogs in round one. That wasn't they a test. The, they, they, they played the Titans in round two. Wasn't a test. They, they played the Broncos in round three. A first little indication. Merely, that was their first, first test, test, and they passed. And then they had the Battle of the West, so they, they passed their first they, test, won the Battle of the West, Martin. now they're playing yeah, so, the best. <laughs> so so they've, they've, they've really showed, they've showed in these last two weeks winning winning on the back of their defence um, winning on the back of adapting their game plan and and staying poised and patient and now they're going to come up against the ultimate test of poised patience and, and class really the Roosters I mean far out man like they have looked sensational in these last few weeks now look granted Bulldogs, Broncos, not the strongest sides, but you score 100 points in two weeks, it doesn't matter who you're playing. It's still, it's still the bloody NRL. Someone else do it. Yeah, it's still the NRL. It's still the NRL and, and other teams. I mean, look. Has anyone else, has anyone else scored 81 points against Toronto? Exactly right. Look, the Roosters beat the Broncos 59-0 and the Broncos nearly beat Manly the next week. So, um, you know, each, any team can sort of turn up on their day and in, the, in this great competition that we have in the NRL. So a massive test for Parramatta, but also, like I said, a massive test for the Roosters. I'm sure 
I'm sure all the forwards, bro, like Jared, Victor, they can't wait to just get out there and really rip into this this big forward pack that's that's been really showing them their, their, their medal against uh, in these last some couple of rounds. Opposition, so. Some quality opposition. Big time. You know, yeah. and big test for Mitchell Moses again as well. You know, so we'll see. You know, it's... I mean, I, I'm, I'm going to lean the Roosters and I think most people would. I'm surprised. If I was a betting man, I... I'd be tempted to have a piece of Parramatta though because they're paying two dollars eighty-five. What? Undefeated yeah. and they're paying two dollars eighty-five. They're, they're two eighty-five. Roosters are a dollar forty. Wow! Wow! That's so, far too short. That's ridiculous. That's disrespectful. That's rude. <laughs> yeah, that is very rude. So, I don't like it. Know. I don't like it. I don't like these bookkeepers. They like put the mocker on us, don't they? Yeah, exactly right. Nice. So, look, mate, you know, Parramatta every chance to go out and win. They love playing there at Banquest. Well, $2.85. Um, the $2.85. Mate, if you're... The two horse race. Oh, and, look, and, and look, every week there's been two or three teams paying 250 plus that have gone up and won and won quite well. Wow. So, Warriors? Whether it's, whether it's going to be this week, but what do you... If, you know, take yourself out of that red, white and blue jersey yeah. week. Yep. If pa- if Parramatta's to win, yep. what are they going to have to do better than the the, the Roosters to, to win that game? Where are they going to have to beat them? Well, um, completions and by completions, I mean just making the most of their opportunities. Yeah, you know, if they get three, four opportunities, the way that the Roosters have been playing the last few weeks, you're going to need to convert all four opportunities. Yeah, they've got they've got it. They've got to execute their chances. Don't if, they, they? if they get yeah, if they get if they get four, they've got to take all four. Because the Roosters, um, the quality of opposition's probably sort of allowed. You, you said it last night; they got a little bit sloppy, and yeah. and they were they were pretty, you know, fl- uh, like there was a couple of tries where they were well constructed, well executed. Then there was a couple of tries where you know that confidence was what probably gave them the well, yeah. the residual. They, they they kept it open and they did what they do, where they just support. Yeah, you yeah. Know, Where is it? Plenty ball, of times you see, you see a man inside. There's four Roosters players there waiting for the ball to be passed to him. Yeah, well, there's plenty of times where you have those four guys running up in support, and when you're not playing well, you might have four guys there in support, and then a, a, an opposition hand will get in the way. One thing they can't. One thing Parramatta can't do is be down ten 0 Yeah, because we can win it from there. The Roosters yeah. can win it from there. From there, ten 0 They can win it from there, ten nil. Um, yeah, you're right. But they, they, they got off the, um, sometimes, sometimes the Parramatta, in an instance where Panthers got out to the 10-0 lead, the Parramatta could get out to a 10-0 lead and, and as Roosters, you might not be feeling too worried. You're not happy about it, but you know that they've probably got a little bit more game in them to be able to wind that 10, 10 points back. But if in, they, much, if, in much the same way that but, but the way Parramatta were, you know, within striking distance against Penrith, you know, the Roosters could do the same to, to Parramatta in that same position. But yeah. look, Parramatta have, they have been all class all year and they, they're on top of the table for a reason. Yeah, because they've, they've, they've showed a lot more steel than they have previously. All right, and then the second game, the second match in focus, uh, the Canberra Raiders versus the Manly Ringer Seagulls. Yeah, big game. Big game for, for both sides. Um, you know, Canberra scrapped out a win last week against uh, the Tigers, who were, who were much better than they were the week before. Um, no no Marty Kapow as yep. well. All right. Do no, you no think, Marty Kapow. Do you think 
that one of these two teams, this battle, and obviously it's too early in the season to call it a battle, but I'm going to call it the battle for the final position in the top four. Well, who 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 is in the other three positions? Parramatta. Parramatta. Melbourne. And the Sydney Roosters. There's only one more spot in the top four left. Well, given especially well, given that Canberra have already got one win up on Manly, I think if Manly were to lose this game, it'll be hard for them to make the top four. Ran it back, yeah, right. Yeah, you know, um, Manly have a good record against Canberra. They always say, look, Manly is just that team that, that it doesn't matter how many guys are out. You know, um, yeah. they, they find a way, especially. When the Trebojevic brothers are in that team, yeah, exactly right. And look, same thing. Look, you know, if you're a betting man, uh, Manly are they're more responsible. Manly, what are they paying? They're two to two dollars fifty outsiders. Two dollars fifty. If you like money, yeah, gamble responsibly. Two forty five. Sorry, two forty five. Two forty five. They're coming at two forty five now. I, I guess it, part of that's going to come into the fact that uh, Martin Depau is not there. And, yep. and George and George Tafua is also not there. Yep. Okay. Now, so, when Marty Tapao's not there, who comes in to replace him? Uh, so they've got a, a pass. Tanela Paseka. Pasaki. I don't know how to say his name. Apologies. Paseka. Paseka. Yep. Paseka. Yep. Tanela Pasaka. Yeah. So he he came on last week. He he was off. He started last week actually. Yes, he did. Came off the bench. He did. Yeah. Renault came off the bench and fuck, he had a good second half, man. Um, they still got a great, really strong. They still got a really strong forward pack, you know. And you got Jake Dubovic in there, you know, got some good back rowers. Um, Cherry Evans, you know, he's all class at half back, so yeah. they still got plenty to plenty to offer there. Well, Matty um, Chambers, Matty Chambers likes likes that Sean Kepi, and yeah, sure. yeah, I like Sean Kepi. Got a little, lot of, little, uh, you know, got a bit of football in him. But I like yeah. that that uh, Jack Gasowski. Gusewski, yeah. sorry. Yeah, he's, he has the bleach blonde hair, yeah. Yeah, he's got that fire. He's got that fire. Mm. You know, and no, he comes off you, the bench. I, I liked Lock, uh, when Lachlan Croker came on last week. Yeah, I actually think he's better than Levi. You know, I feel sorry Man. for Levi a little bit. I, I just don't think he's cut out for first grade. Sorry. Yeah, well, look, he, he was a bit in and out of the side last year for the night. So, yeah. you know, that was obviously Manly, you know, having... Let one hooker go and then have it another one. Suspended. You know, re- injured. We we'll say he's injured. Let's say he's injured. Yeah, yeah. No longer available. Um, you know, obviously hurt them a little bit and even more so given the, the, the shift in the game. So, you know. Could you imagine? Could you imagine him? Oh, he, like, phony, honestly. And oh, I can't harp on how much I love Manly. And all their players. Like when I saw him, he played in that twenties grand final, didn't he? Yeah. That we that they won on the bell. Yeah. And from then on, I've always like I was like, oh, he's mad. And then he came into first grade and was thinking, oh, is that that guy? And he played his first grade games how he played that grand final as if it was nothing. Like I'm yeah, this is I'm this is where I'm supposed to be. And he's mm. and could you imagine him now just. Fucking, just, he just got that class. I don't know if I said it to Blake, I think it was. I said he's going to be as good as Cam Smith, and he says you're off the end, and I could be. But, you know, if they win multiple <laughs> premierships, they've got the Chaboyevich brothers, they've got him, yeah. they've got Cherry yeah. Evans, they've got Desi Hasler, who's going to make more great guns. He just does that. I've got to say, I like Manly in this game, you know. 
There's so do a I. few things against them. They, you know, they were a bit patchy last week, but they got it done. You know, they were down and out, but they came back and fought their way back uh, in the game. No, no, no. Lost, I'm sorry. You know, lost, lost players. You know, they were down men on the bench, and they were coming off a five-day turnaround. They're nice and fresh now. They've what they've had. You know, they they played last Thursday, and they're going to play on Sunday. Yeah, you know so what I reckon? Ten, they get ten days. You know what I think? I think Canberra are going to be too solid for them. But I look at the Canberra side, and I don't, I don't think Scott is as good as uh, Jordan Rapana, personally. Yeah, Rappin is probably a special swinger, but I could still put him at centre. And I, I want, I reckon that Simonson's better than Curtis Scott. Eh? Is that, is that, is that bad? Is that stupid? Is that I, wrong? I, I don't think that's bad or stupid. I mean, look, Scott's still a young guy who hasn't hasn't yet done anything. Like he's not like he's he's playing red footy or something. And you're you're saying you're talking him down, so. You know, time will tell, I guess. Yeah, I just they, think... You know, they, they, were, they, they, had, they, just, they didn't quite gel the last couple of weeks in, in, in their attack, yeah. uh, probably the way they would have liked to. Yeah. Um, but look, they're, they're, they're a threat and they're a great defensive side as well. Yeah, so, oh, I just think they, they, they're a lot stronger when Tarpany's in the middle. Now, it's not because Tarpany moves to the middle, like Cam Murray moving to the middle. It's actually because they got that John Bateman on the right-hand side and he is... Fucking incredible. And I just think when he comes back, that's where they're really, they're going to like go to another level. So they're building it a little bit as well. And I just look at the two sides and I just think the residual there from Canberra, Manly are going to be solid and hard to beat, but I just think Canberra will be... And Manly have won five, five of their last six against the Raiders. Five of their last six. Well, they could disrupt them. They could disrupt them. Martin Tepau likes playing against them. Maybe Fanua yeah. Blake could do some damage in the middle there. Look, uh, it's going it, to be a contest. It's going to be a brilliant contest. They're, they're always... Cl- There's uh, a reason, Kaz. There's games. a reason why that it's uh, match and focus for us this week. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And look, <laughs> there is... You know, the, now there's a couple... There is not... Oh, Penrith versus the Melbourne Storm on Friday night. I'm intrigued by as well. Yeah, you know, you know, I think that's 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 a tier tier two. That's the next tier down. Yeah, yeah. Because um, oh, 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 it'll be a match in focus. Don't worry, just not for the podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, look, a massive match is the reason why it's on Friday night at eight o'clock. Yeah. Um, but you know, I'll be interested to see Nathan Cleary again another another game back, and let's see how much Penrith can back it up because they always struggled against Melbourne. I mean, most teams struggle against Melbourne, but, yeah, um, except except Canberra. Um, <laughs> most teams, you said uh, most teams. Yeah, so you know that'll be that'll be a good contest, but you know, uh, look, we'll see, we'll see. Yeah. Anyway, um, I think we're going to have to call it a night there, Cass. As always, it's mate. always a pleasure chatting to you, mate. Mate, only two more sleeps, so footy back again. Yep. And I think you're coming down this weekend, so if we can, we'll try and catch up. Yeah, for sure. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll watch that match in the round together. Oh, yeah, that's right. I've got to sort out a babysitter. But yeah, no, no, we're good. Sweet ass. Kia ora. Anyway, up the chook. Up the chook, yeah,